Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. Yes, sir. We are here, and basketball is back. Uh, every team in the bubble has at least played one game. We got a little sneak peek, and sneak peek because, you know, uh, time restrictions, and yada, yada, yada. But regardless, we have professionals back hooping, man. Can we keep it real? Uh-huh. Um, I'm not going to lie. The first day, what was the first day? It was the first day when, like, the Nets and them played? First yeah. day was, yeah. was the Clippers game and then a bowl bowl game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, like, I was excited. I was definitely excited for that. But, like, I can definitely tell when we get to, like, what's today? Saturday. When we get to, like, tomorrow, Monday, I'll probably miss games because <laughs> it's like the fo- it's like football. When football comes back, we're excited. But, but then you realize, like, oh, shit, preseason week one, the quarterback plays one series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, so it's like unless, unless it's the opposite. Now, if – if we creep up and they're playing increased minutes, which I highly doubt we'll see in the NBA, then I'll, I'll, I'll obviously watch. But if, like, the more and more they play and get closer to the real date, the less and less these guys play, then, like, my excitement level will get down. Right. Um, because, like, the first day was cracking. Bo Bo did his thing. Paul George had some moments. But then it was, like, some games where it was just like, oh. You know what I mean? It's like, oh. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. I like think- that OKC Celtics game. It was like that for me. That oh, game for real? Was, I actually, like, actually had a lot of fun. Game. Yeah, I like that game. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't like it because, like, after a certain point, like, Chris Paul, Steven Adams, and then the Celtics they didn't even play their starters the whole second half. Like, mm-hmm. The reason That's- I like that, though, D. Mills, is because R- Robeson, we didn't see play for a long time, so it was cool to see him. And I like some of the young guys on uh, the Thunder, like Darius Baisley. But some teams – if they not playing their guys, then they not worth watching. Some teams. Yeah, yeah that's true. I, w- I was going to say, at least for me, I mean, it's just like you take away the key points. Like you said, Bobo had a good game. He was somebody to watch. But, I mean, with everybody playing, like, majority of the players only play, like, 15 to 20 minutes. And then most of the time the starters are big guys. They kind of rest in that second half. Um, we had noticed the Rockets. They were a team that, I mean, I think they had probably played their starters at, like, key guys the most. I didn't know if that was, like, due to, like, they just had lack of bodies because Oscar Rivers wasn't playing. Um, I think Luke, Luke Richard, Ma, and Butte, I can't even pronounce his name right, but he didn't play. But um, I, you just said, you know how you said that they might decrease the minutes? You think they could increase it? No, I, I, think that's, I think that's what they're going to do. Right. Uh, because yeah. starting today, we're back on 12-minute quarters. Like, the first game is 10 minutes. Now we're back on 12-minute quarters. And I do I, – I mean – my speculation would be that they do try to wrap it up so you get back to, like, your game form. I think Thursday is when the games start mattering, Thursday or Friday. So um, these last two for each team, I, th- I think that we may see a little bit more. But then again, maybe not. Maybe they like, okay, you played that first game. Maybe you get even less minutes here. And then maybe the last game is like, okay, let's act like we are really out here hooping for something right. that matters. I think it may depend on the team. You know, some coaches maybe like, may take that theory of let's pretend like this is uh-huh. the a real game. Some coaches may say, like LeBron and the Lakers, I would highly doubt that the Lakers would play as if it was a real game. They're just one of the teams that I just don't see doing it. May I could be wrong, but like I don't think. The, I, I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong, Pete. I mean, I was just reading the articles, and LeBron was like, "Yeah, we just make sure like this is our this is preseason is basically like the prep for when we get to the playoffs and stuff like that." So that's why I said they could treat it as like legit, like we're trying to treat these as real games. It's not as we're going to go all out, but we want to make these identical as to when we get into like the real games. But also at the same time, it's just they don't need it at all. You, I would rather rest LeBron, you know? 
Yeah, because it's a it's a large window. It's eight games. So mm-hmm. even if they took two series, that's still six bullshit games that we getting. That's mm-hmm. like at the same time though, P with like ramping it up and everything. Honestly, I always there was there was some rust for a, a lot of players, but a, a lot of these players they looked good. You know, they look like they were ready to go. They look, you know, for the most part in shape, even though I like, guess it's only like twenty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because hey, because people would be surprised on how we do our shit. Mm-hmm. I'm I I guarantee like just say we got invited to the bubble and some bullshit happened to where we had to quickly do a podcast, we would be able to press a button and make it happen. Right. Like we wouldn't need to like we don't like we have gaps between our shows because we you're supposed that's just the right thing mm-hmm. for us to do. But if anything ever happened to where we just had to do some shit, we could do it. Cause we've done it before, yeah. just like Vegas. We was prepared to do some shit with Jim, with Jackson Hayes and all these, but like it didn't happen. But we were still able to make other shit happen just because we're professionals at what we do. So I ain't surprised that some of these dudes is just, you know. I remember when we did that random live show in New York the first time we went, like uh, the last second, like literally the day before the first time we went to New York. And Doug, we did the live show. Y'all look so confused. The first time we went to New York, and we did that live show. That wasn't awesome. random. Yeah, that was that, we didn't plan that beforehand. Yes, yes we did. How, did, we how the hell do you think we got 200 people now? We pl- we planned it while we were there. Because you remember he was like, do you guys want to do a live show? No. We had shirts and everything printed for that. Yeah, that wasn't, yeah, yeah, that wasn't a day before type thing. We had custom shirts with all of our names on it. Like 50 of them for each person. Yeah, I know. They didn't yeah, do that in one day. Like, but it, I know it wasn't one day, but it was like while we were there. Like it wasn't something we planned. Like a they week said, remember, I think they sent us the shirts too. Like prior yeah. before you went, they we, sent us the design too for the shirts. We, we knew we was doing that. The trip was for that. Yeah. Okay. I'm telling you, bro. We didn't. We didn't have the pool back then to bring 200 people in in two days. Why would we be have been there then, Derek? I don't. Remember. I thought he flew us out so we could meet the people at the office. No, it was, I, think it was two, I think it was a double whammy. It was our first time being there, but we also had a show plan. I don't think they pulled it out of their ass because, yeah, for us back then, I, we just pulling two hundred people in New York randomly. Hell no. They'll know. T dance. T dance uh, will be in the comments letting us know. Like, man, yeah, yeah. I, it was two weeks before I had booked my tickets. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying. To, yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it was that spontaneous, D Mills. I think yeah, we had we, a link in everything that they had to go into, and we had it in our bios. Hey, yeah, that was not. That was not. No. Nah. Either way, either way. Um, what, what would y'all you? do as coaches? What would y'all? What, what's y'all? What would be y'all thing that y'all do to handle these eight games? You mm-hmm. have an eight game window. You have your players. You obviously don't want to overly play them, but then you also want them to be able to get their legs and stuff up under them. So what would be your uh, your, your mindset or plan to handle the eight games before the series? It's very contingent on, on what team we are, right? So if we're the Philadelphia 76ers or we're the 60 right now. It's, okay. four, it's, it's, four, it's three of y'all. So <clears throat> um, Contrell, you're the Nuggets. Derek, you're the Thunder. Mike, you are. I'm trying to think of an Eastern Conference team. Um, you are the 76ers. Okay. Um, so with the Nuggets, okay, so we're sitting at the three seed. 
we can't take our, our foot off the gas because there are four teams right beneath us that are, that are within three games. So when it comes to these eight games, we're playing it like it's a not like it's the playoffs because I'm not having Jokic play 40 minutes. But we're playing it like they are important regular season games. I don't want to see no resting. Um, and hopefully in our schedule, we have some games that we have like a, a blowout where I can actually get Bobo rotational minutes because I don't, I don't, even though of course Bobo started in this, this scrimmage game, I don't think Bobo is going to have to actually get like real important minutes. Maybe I'm wrong, but like once the game start mattering, I don't think they're, they're going to throw Bobo in there because they still have Michael Porter Jr. That didn't play. Will Barton didn't play. Um, basically none of their guards played. you know what I'm saying? None of their guards really played. So that's how I would treat it. I'm just like these eight games. Let's just let's just try to go out there. Let's let's shoot for like six. Let's shoot for six and two. I think that's very doable for our team if we're uh, if we're playing our hardest. And and we saw like Slim Jokic didn't have a great scrimmage, but we saw that he was faster. Uh, he just turned the ball over a lot. Uh, since I'm the Thunder, I feel like I gotta go out and play because I'm in a position where I can fall. Uh, and I can end up playing the Clippers in the first round. And I think that's a matchup that I kind of want to avoid, especially if they are looking for a team, especially if they're a team that's looking like they can make some noise and they can make it to the second round. I don't want to play the Clippers, and I feel like they should definitely keep their foot on the gas because moving up would definitely greater their chances of actually potentially even getting home court advantage. The Clippers is like the worst matchup possible for that team. Right, yeah. just just because OKC's best lineup is three small guards, and the Clippers got so many like wings that are just long and great defenders. So yeah, that's the that's the worst matchup possible for OKC. That's some bullshit too. They just had such a great season. And just to get their ass smacked by the Clippers potentially. Wait, that would be, bro. Not saying it will happen, but if it did happen for them to upset them, Chris Paul would have the biggest middle finger in your face type shit ever to Doc Rivers and the Clippers, like. <laughs> Y'all ever seen the Simpsons movie? When, yeah. Uh, He's Homer, like sinking into the well, dig. Yeah. And then he fucking get clogged and he just crashes. <laughs> yeah. Bro, I remember seeing that movie with my mom and in the beginning they showed Bart, Bart Private Park. Oh, yeah. When they he's on that skateboard. Like, what the fuck? This yeah. is fucking... <laughs> Funny. Finally got a rated R for them. <laughs> um, if I'm Philly, I'm saying we got to just treat these eight games as if we're getting ready for the playoffs. Uh, we're at the six spot right now, and we're not really in a position to fall. So I'm not really worried about going down. The only place we can really go is up. I mean, any team above the Philly, it's going to be tough. So I I'm playing as hard as we can, getting ready for the playoffs, because they kind of got a new system. So what does that I mean, mean playing hard as you playing? Like, are you playing guys 30 minutes? Like, what? Like, take I, me through the full thing. Right. I mean, I'm playing them. I'm playing them around 30 minutes. I'm trying to get them as ready as I can for the playoffs. Because for all they games, got, or you I mean, I'm not. Let me take that back. They're not playing as hard as they can, but I'm I'm trying to get them ready as they can for the playoff because they they implemented Ben Simmons at the power forward spot now. Got Shake Milton start. I want to get them as many reps as they can with that that lineup that I'm going to trust. But I'm saying, is that for all games, or are you starting off slow, <clears throat> revving it up? Are you hitting it in the middle, but then slowing down? I mean, yeah, I'm starting it off slow, but I'm revving it up towards the, the end because obviously it's going to be rust in the in the beginning and you're going to be a little out of shape, but I'm revving it up towards the end. Okay. Now we're going to get, get that off. Uh, What'd you say? What happened? I said, there's a chance they can get that fourth seed. They're only two games out. Oh yeah, for sure. That's what he was saying. He was saying yeah. he's not worried about going down. He's no, right. cause I mean the team that would, I would say the team that has the most chance of going down at this point, And we taking those spots is Indiana. Right. Cause yeah. I mean, 
And then, I mean, we're going to be matched up against Miami, you know, if they if they kind of keep their seating right. So any team we go against is going to be a hard match regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I feel I like, we I feel like we're going to see we're going to see one of these teams try to work it. So they end up against Indiana in the first round. Because mm-hmm. I would Vic, be surprised. Victor Ladipo still ain't looking 100 percent. And now we know Sabonis is no longer in a bubble dealing with a foot injury, going to see a specialist. So, like, I feel like teams are going to try to work their schedule around and get Indy in the first round. And then, I mean, I'm, I would guess that Indy will, Indy will fall to six, right? Yeah. Because yeah. I, the like the, I don't see the Nets going just, like, on a tear and, and winning a whole happen. bunch of games. The Magic, happen. I don't know about them either. So it's like one of those teams that will literally have to win a whole bunch of games for, for like, Indiana to drop significantly or the yeah. Philadelphia. But I don't really see that. Yeah, I know the Magic lost to the Clippers, but I like the way that they came out and played. Yeah. Vucevic had a, good a lot better than I uh, expected or remembered them to be, and they were still missing like Markel there. Who, yeah, yeah. They just, they got, I'm not gonna let. I kind of like Mike. I kind of like Michael Carter Williams' game. He's been really good this year for like yeah, for like I mean, as a backup. He's been really no, good this is, year. Exactly as a backup, he he played really solid defense, and he one of them dudes that he could play like I don't know 15, 18 minutes, and he mm-hmm. might get you like. Eight, five, and five, or something. Thought you meant as the starting point guard. Oh, hell no. <laughs> he still, he still barely can shoot. He'll knock yeah. it down, but he, I, he I like that team though. Uh, you know, Vucevic. <clears throat> I like what I saw from Aaron Gordon. He was pretty aggressive, which was mm-hmm. nice to see. Uh, Fournier, Ross. They got the wings. Uh, do They play in uh, like thirty minutes or so against the Lakers. So that that's a another game for them coming up very very soon. Um, what was y'all viewing experience like? Because, again, it is a lot different, right? Because um, it's a new camera angle, no fans. Um, How would y'all like the commentating that was involved? I want to hear everything. I'm not a big, uh, what do they call it? I'm not a nitpicker. So I was just happy to be back. Uh, Maybe when a real game starts, I will be nitpicking. But uh, as far as, like, uh, Twitter, I saw a lot about the commentary. But we also have League Pass. Yeah. (laughs) is different for us. I think some people was just watching from like a home station or whatever. Um, but yeah, commentating wasn't a thing for me. Number one, because I was in an Xbox party with y'all while watching. So I wasn't even, I don't, I don't really give a fuck about commentating at times, unless it's like the finals. Right. Uh, I, I want to hear back Curry bang. But other yeah. than that, <laughs> it, it ain't really much. Um, but the viewing experience wasn't bad, bro. Like, it, it, I know why we spent so much time, like how is this going to look? How is it going to be without fans? And I remember, like, at one point, like, damn, it ain't no fans, and I haven't even really cared. Like, it was pretty yeah. decent. I know they got, like, microphones under the court. So, at one point, I remember overly hearing, like, skrush, skrush. A lot of squeaks, like, yeah. Yeah, but uh, it was cool. We didn't hear any fake sounds from 2K, how they had said. Which not yet. Know. Well, so, some games did, right? Some games did have fake sound. Not not from 2K, but, like, the Miami Heat had, like, virtual fans, right? And they said once the real season starts, they're going to do more virtual fan stuff. But the Miami Heat actually had, like, a real virtual crowd cheering them on during, during yeah. the games and stuff. Yeah, I heard that. I mean, my first impression, since it was just different, you know, we haven't really seen it before. It just, I got the impression of, like, an AU game or, like, type quarter, a summer league type quarter. Not, no, like, real professional NBA type court feel to it. But, I, I mean, I got used to it as it kind of went on. Um I mean, it, it looks better than what I thought it was, you know, if I because we didn't know exactly what it was going to look like at all. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I can't complain. It's going to be weird. Well, it's going to be weird when. uh, Hold on. Wait, did your green screen fall? Yeah, hold on. Oh, Either way. Go ahead. My experience is I actually really like the view. I think is 
I think it's actually good that they make it seem like it's, you don't really know that there's no fans there. Right. Like it actually feels like a good vibe. And uh, I think the players are actually more so adjusting to it than us. They be stepping out of bounds. They really adjusting to how, like, how the court look and, like, how the seats are, like, so far back. So there's, like, all that room now. Mm-hmm. But the commentators, for me, I I don't I normally don't like commentators, some of them, because they just be saying dumb shit sometimes. So for the most part. I don't really listen to him anyway. What game I watched, they had them like on Zoom, like us. That was the that oh was yeah, the, that was, the Nuggets yeah, game. That was, that was the Nuggets game. Yeah, that was terrible. I, I did not enjoy hearing. They, they, they yeah, what terrible. are they doing? They didn't have good microphones. They didn't have good lighting. Like they were turning Green? over Green? each other. I'm, I'm like, looking dead in there. Yeah, looking right dead in the room. room. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Facts. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely <laughs> weird. Backgrounds. He kept changing his shit. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely weird. Um, but, uh, and then they were just like saying like this. I don't know. I couldn't even remember all this. Oh, you dig. Yeah. But, the, but I mean, I don't, <laughs> the Bobo stuff was fun, bro. Bobo, watching Bobo play was really fun. I mean, I it just seemed like. Though. Summer League. It definitely gives me a Summer League vibe. Orlando Summer oh, League yeah. vibe. Uh-huh. Yeah. Especially second half. Second half for sure. I think once we get to the playoffs, it's, I'm going to definitely, like you said, miss that like playoff vibe. You remember when they had like the whiteouts and the blackouts stuff mm-hmm. and they don't score until they, or they don't sit down until the first bucket or something like that? Like, I, I always appreciated those type of atmospheres in the playoffs. There was you know a, what they should do though. Go, go ahead. Remember, you know how they have like um, they do like the little edits on the court, so it'll say like um, Western Conference Finals or something like on the court type stuff. I feel yeah. like they should add that. It would be a nice little vibe. We I'm want sure. the trophy. The, the big ass trophy from uh. Oh yeah, true. What NBA Finals had a big ass? That what was Lakers the- versus Magic, right? Lakers versus Magic and Lakers versus Celtics. The biggest, like the trophy was like ninety percent of the, like the the middle of the court. Yeah, yeah, that was that was weird. Um, I think it was one of the some NBA player, maybe it was Will Barton. It was like one of those like starter role player type dudes was saying that ex- you can expect players in the bubble to make so many more shots because there's not fans behind them, like behind the rim distracting them, and it's just like a wall. So they can actually see like through the backboard and there's nothing, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's something interesting and hopefully somebody's keeping track of like all of the statistics and how much players jump. If that's like the free throw percentages are up because they don't got all the distraction and Exactly, exactly. I think I heard somebody say I made more shots in the empty gym than a crowded one. Mm. I mean, we may see somebody take off, some role player take off now. You gotta worry about that? But it was a star player who said that. Um, also attached to the, like the virtual fans, I think it was Ben Simmons that was like uh, in the after yesterday's game. He's like, if we gonna have virtual fans, we better have some fans that's booing if we suck or something like that. Because you know Philly plays so well when oh, the Philly yeah. fans are booing them. So yeah. I, I hope I hope I don't. I, I mean, I'm guessing there's gonna be like one guy in control, press a button here, here's cheering, press a button, yada yada. They need to have like one for each team. You know what I'm saying? So, so like a Philly fan can put the boo button on. I was watching a Dodgers game and they had like fake cutout people. Yeah, yeah. The oh. White, I think the White Sox oh. did that too. I think a lot of MLB teams had that. Yeah, that shit was decent. They had like a old AJ Przinsky when he had the blonde tips and like right behind the catcher. I was like, yeah, that's that's cool. That's super super yeah, cool. It is dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, I, is the NBA? They're not gonna do like that. But I think you can take a picture of yourself and you'll be a part of the virtual crowd. If I'm not That'd mistaken. I'm gonna have to do that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do imagine Mike. Mike I'm, yeah, I'm gonna be at one of the Lakers games. Lakers, <laughs> Lakers. My first Lakers game here. That'll be my second piece. 
Shout out to uh, Jared Dudley. But you're right. Shout out yeah. Jared. Shout out to Jared Dudley. Shout out to the fans. More Jared Dudley too, yeah, but that's... the fans really put you on on that one. All right. The yeah, fans shout, really put you on. Shout out to the fans. They definitely yeah, got that post to go up. So he he was like, you either got really good time or some awesome support or something like that. He's like, I, I guess you got both. So yeah, yeah, yeah DM me the tickets. Jared actually played basketball in that first Lakers game too, which is weird to see. Have you talked to him since? No. You don't be trying I, to? <laughs> no. I feel like that'd be a little weird. I ain't, ain't nothing to really talk about, but I'm going to be. How Bron doing? I thought you wanted. How Bron doing? Jared Dudley. Like, no, Bron. No, I, I don't really care what Jared Dudley doing. You strike me as a guy who will keep being him. Like, hey, thanks again. No. <laughs> thanks again. If you don't no. remember, you because he be giving out like hundreds of tickets. Like, you're not gonna remember your yeah, specific. He had some tickets. Oh, did he really? Yeah, yeah he did. Like a Brooklyn Nets game when he played for the Nets. See, Jared Dudley, man of the people, man, man of the people. Um. Some of the highlights from the actual games, we were like, I like P said, we were like in the Xbox party. D Mills wasn't there, but the rest of us were there right before the Philly game. And I was just talking out of my ass. I was like, man, Brett Brown said Ben Simmons got to take at least three threes today. And I was just talking. And then the very first quarter, he took one, a contested one in the corner. He missed it. He's like, oh, he took that with some confidence. Really back, KB. Uh-huh. Really back. So what did Mike say? That yeah. Oh, my God. D Mills, listen to this, man. So I say that. I say Brett Brown say that Ben Simmons got to take at least three of them. Mike going to say, he should just take them all. As long as he hit rim, then it's good. And me and P like, <laughs> as long as it hit rim. It's not like you they not, they the not adding the full thing to what I said. I said, oh, I said, take it in the rhythm of the offense. It looks good. It's a nice clean shot and it hit rim. But yeah, yeah, every preseason we get all, this, You did say that way later, but you said all I want him to – for me, all he got to do is hit rim. And we like, what? In my, my word, he just got to make it – it's got to look good. It can't be forced. It can't be like, I'm going to just chuck this three because they want me to. It's got to look like a natural shot. No but, team is going to respect you just because you can hit rim. <laughs> and me and, me and, P, <laughs> me and P had a problem with it differently. I was like, hitting rim is still a wasted possession if you just missing every three. I think Pete was like, Pete was like, why are you acting like he airball every shot anyway? He act like, like <laughs> the thing is, just Ben Simmons don't shoot. He's making it seem like Ben Simmons got a problem with like hitting the rim. <laughs> <laughs> but don't nobody, I literally saw Giannis in that first bubble game hit all backboard on one of his threes and nobody. And then he hit all air. And then he airball two of them. He hit two of them. Yeah. It was like, just shoot hey. it. Nobody care if you airball or don't hit rim. Speaking of non shooters shooting threes, did y'all with the OKC game? Their first play of the game was with um, fucking Stephen Adams coming off a pin down three for a, for a, a spot up three, and he took it. Yeah. It didn't go in, but it looked good. And I, man, I hit. I was like, man, they should just probably do that for Ben Simmons, like for the first play of the game, give him a little pin down screen. Who was that? Uh, sure they're gonna be relaxed. Was that Bill same? Cartwright? Like Bill Cartwright yeah. used to get that treatment too. Like he yeah. did the first touch of every game. Now At the you same play time, defense. I was thinking like. Do you even really have to run pin down screens for Ben Simmons? Because then nobody's gonna guard. Nobody's them. guarding them out there. Anyway. No, they're probably. Y'all see Kyle, and Kyle Anderson broke his career record. Yeah. Other, yeah. Yesterday, I think. What do you get? Like three threes? He had three threes. Three I, of them. I seen it. It was uh, he hadn't hit three threes in the game since UCLA. Since like 2014, wow. something like that. Wow, that's kind of that's slow ball. Yeah, he he improves his three point shot, but I guess it's because he don't take too many. Yeah, he his jump shot's so slow too. Like quick draw, yeah, no I, quick draw. He ain't got quick draw at all. <laughs> Lomo, no, he was hot. People were jumping at his pump fake. 
<laughs> I was just like, bro. <laughs> Got that Tommy Mahawk hey, in yeah, pump fakes. Slow pump fakes will get you. It's a fact. That's, that's how Ben's, that's how, I mean, Our Jordan Anderson B begins. will win a championship one day. Hey, He's just man. that type of guy, man. Just a winner. No, he didn't win one with the Spurs. He, no, he didn't. Nah, he didn't. No, he came, he came like right after, right? Yeah. Um, Another big story, like it was a lot of news since our last episode, which is perfect. Uh, Glenn Taylor, the owner of the Timberwolves, announced that he is looking to sell the team, right? Mm -hmm. So he's looking to sell the team, and the biggest name that was attached to it was Kevin Garnett. Who was big the ticket. Name? Aaron Aflalo. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Garnett, Aaron Aflalo, uh, both have their own individual groups of investors that are interested in purchasing the team. Uh, Glenn Taylor also said in the interview that he won't sell the team to somebody that is trying to relocate. Because a lot of people that contacted him are trying to take the Timberwolves and put them over here or there. He's like, no, if you're going to buy my team, it has to stay here in Minnesota. So Which I like that part of it. Yeah, I like that part of it. Um, I, I'm just, y'all think KG going to get it? I would hope so. I think it'd, be, it'd yeah. just be cool. You know what I'm saying? It'd be yeah, cool. I don't know. Have, man, yeah. what's the deal? Why was everybody making fun of Aaron Aflalo? He got to have some type of some just, type of bag, though. It was just random. It's just a random he never even play. He never even played for them, did he? Mm-hmm. I couldn't I tell. Think so. I think he about his bag though. He tried to make some money. Yeah, and I think another people was like Aaron Aflalo. They didn't picture him making a certain amount of money in the NBA. But it's like, it's not when you have a team. He's just probably the biggest name. But you can like, you can be. A, he, yeah. he's still a you, could, you could pull. Yeah, yeah, you could forty yeah, something dollars. Yeah, with both of these players, like it's not just gonna be KG on it. It'll be a group of investors, right? So he'll have. He may not even have ten percent of the company, but he is the name attached to this group. You know? Like somebody with the Warriors, for example, because um, that's in Golden State. Who was somebody that was a part of them championship teams that may not have been one of the bigger names? Uh, maybe like Sean Livingston, right? Mm-hmm. Sean Livingston didn't didn't have no big-ass contract with them, but Sean Livingston's been in the NBA, so he's a multimillionaire. But over there in San Francisco is Silicon Valley, which is where they develop apps. So if you're around those areas and you're an NBA player and teams, or people are fans of those teams, and you have a historic team and you can build relationships with people, you may have friends who are damn near billionaires who will get in your group and you'll just be the name because you're the biggest name. Right. So Sean, that, Levin, Sean Livingston led group doesn't mean he's the richest person. He just knows some rich ass motherfuckers. And that, that was one of the reasons why Kevin Durant went to the Warriors, right? Because he wanted to be a part, more mm-hmm. part of the business side of things. And of course, yeah. that place yeah. is, if you about your business, that's the place to be. And, um, dude, Andre Iguodala. Oh, Iggy, okay. He was interested in go there because they had that that world of tech, and he's got involved, and uh, that is the shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, that's that's the smartest thing to do. You know what I mean? And um, the story would be great if Kevin Garnett got it. Like let's just be real; it just mm-hmm. makes oh, yeah. all the sense in the world. I don't know how many like black investors there are in as far as NBA ownership. So we have it Usher was... with the Cavs. Mm-hmm. Jay Z no Jay-Z. longer. But he oh, right. He sold. Did he, he sold his portion? Yeah, because he did the agency shit, so I think okay. he can't own and be an agent. I want to see. Uh, Let me see. Let me see. But I, I don't. I don't think there's. I don't think there's many. I don't think. Usher with the Cavs is another random one. That's just as random as Aaron Aflala. Usher's <laughs> from Atlanta. And shit. Grant Hill. Grant Hill with the Hawks. Yeah, I'm not. Uh-huh. I, I'm not yeah, seeing a lot. Yeah. Either way, so yeah, it'll be cool for that. That's one reason it'll be cool. Me with the Knicks. I'm oh, right, 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 right. I forgot about that one. Forgot about that. Existence. Yeah. Uh, I'm a <laughs> group of investors. Three leagues, 92 teams, and one black principal owner. 
But that, this is an article from 2014, though, so that was six years ago. Yeah. So things could change. Yeah, I don't think Grant Hill would count. From, yeah. I think he recently became a Hawks uh, investor. Yeah. Either way. Either way. So, yeah, just have a KG because he he's the best player in the league in their history of their organization. Um, I, I don't think he'd be one of the people trying to put the team in Las Vegas or something. So I, let's, let's have KG be there. And then people, when, I have any of y'all seen Uncut Gems? Um, no. Sleep no. on it. Ah, never mind then. No, say it. it ain't no movie where I, I'm gonna be like, why'd you tell so, me? So the the plot of Uncut Gems is like KG's a big part of it. He um he's like bidding on like this. It's not a diamond, but it's like some type of some type of jewelry crystal, yada yada yada. And it's just like and he was just in an auction, right? So they just put pictures of him in the auction, putting up the little auction thing. You know what I'm saying? Like he's just bidding on the Timberwolves. So it'll be it'll be very cool to see something like that happen. Even if, if it was Aaron Aflalo's team or group that wins the Timberwolves, just this be cool. I feel like being an owner. So if y'all sort of become an owner of the Timberwolves, what would be your first move? I got to see what an owner actually does first, because I because you hire people, right? They have Rosas, who was their general manager, and he's been doing pretty decent. He made the D'Angelo Russell trade, the Malik Beasley trade. Um, he'll have a top seven pick this year, if I'm not mistaken. I don't want to step on his toes. We're like, cause that's why we, that's why you hire him, right? I don't want to be um, the Bulls owner that's like Reinsdorf is just really trying to take control of the team when you actually have people that are more knowledgeable about team building. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily make a move per se. That's rare to happen anyway. When people buy a team, they don't really come in and make a move. And if they do make a move, it's not going to be a move that Derek and Through the Wire is interested in. We're not gonna give a fuck who he chooses to be the uh, FTO or F. What is it called? FP? Some shit. Financial. Uh, blah blah blah. Like he'll do that shit, but he ain't gonna come. Nobody buys a team and says, "Okay, we're gonna trade." We're trading cat. We're trading yeah, cat away yeah. right now. That's general manager. Somebody yeah. hired at the GM, but the owner ain't coming in and making no roster moves. Yeah. Either way, I just I think that'd be fun. We'll one day be um, investors in and buy a team. Us, us four as a group yeah. even if it's like a it, it may not be the knicks it may not be the bulls because those teams are gonna sell for because billions and billions and billions of dollars <laughs> but shit we can be part on who was the cheat what's the like love lowest, the NBA so much that they can see. give us the fucking i don't know the fucking they what can bring back the bobcats and we'll buy them shit yes sir i uh, give me but any the memphis grizzlies are currently the lowest current, I mean, lowest value team in the NBA at one point three billion. Hey, John Murray, what's up, bro? I'm, I, you know, I take out a, I take out a seven hundred million dollar loan. <laughs> <laughs> That's him. I got good credit. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, next thing we saw that Zach Levine's name is popped yeah, up in some trade rumors. Saying that the Knicks and the the uh, Brooklyn Nets are looking at him, you know what I'm saying? Just seeing if he's available for the upcoming offseason for for uh, different reasons. Uh, we, us three, have talked about it kind of in the party. We'll talk about it again, obviously, for the playoffs. But, D-Mills, what is, what is your opinion? Because we haven't heard your opinion on Zach Levine's name popping uh, up in trade uh, rumors. From the Knicks? From that perspective, I'm just like, what are they giving us? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really see what we want from the Knicks for Zach mm-hmm. Levine. Uh, for the Nets, I mean, I don't know. Those Both of those teams kind of just like, eh, I don't know 
they're not really giving us much of what I really want to even. Like, so, so another question: since you are a Bulls fan, um, what is your attachment to Zach Levine as a player? And also, I don't really have a. I don't wouldn't even say I have an attachment. I would be willing to get rid of him if I'm getting some good in return. Also, another thing we discussed amongst each other that you, especially since you just said what you said, what is Zach Levine's value to you for you to say? The Knicks or the Nets can't really give you shit. Where are you expecting to get from him for him? Well, when I look at the Knicks roster, I don't see anything on there that will come back and contribute significantly. Like I, Zach Levine contributes significantly to the Bulls team, even though we're not successful, but he's still like a huge piece of our team. I would need something back to where it's gonna be like, all right, we still in the right direction where we're not really restarting our rebuild because he's a key part of our rebuild we need something back to where it's gonna be like we not for restart again mm -hmm. so i'm asking you what would you i really don't know especially from those two teams it's kind of like they don't really have shit where they would I, really I would say this i think it's another way to kind of look at it because i mean whatever you get in return the bulls are trying to win they're not trying to rebuild no more they're they're trying to get you know better than what they are we sure about that though Thank you, would, Thank you. I mean, I would think so. They have young stars unless they want to kind of get rid of that and go towards a, a different way. I mean, our and young stars right here are rumors. You know what I'm saying? So and I mean, that's they never lived up to what they're supposed funny. to do. When, when we talk about these guys and we talk about what, you know, their upside, these guys could be, you know, right on the brink of a, a eighth seed or fighting for that playoff spot. But they just haven't done that. So my thing you whatever no, I'm, whatever you get from the I don't think whatever you get from the Knicks unless it's like you get a, a pick or something and it helps you out I don't think that's gonna help you get you know over the hub and be a playoff team or be competitive in the East like without Zach Levine you know and then the same thing with the Nets and we kind of talked about this but I mean say you get Spencer Dinwiddie that's you know you get another twenty plus type score you're kind of in the same boat again you know unless exactly you, you so the idea the of trading Zach Levine. Mm -hmm. To quote unquote get better mm -hmm. right now probably isn't the mindset because what are you trading Zach Levine as valued as he is and as good as he is and as much as I like him realistically on the market right now you're not trading him and getting Kawhi Leonard back so no. that so that's why I'm trying to explain to Derek and also you Fuck what the Nets and Knicks can give you to be better than what you are today because you're probably not trading Zach Levine to be better than what you are. You're probably doing that to position yourself for in the next couple of years to be better. I don't think they're trying to trade him to get somebody that's better than him because I don't think that tr that trade exists. To be this honest, is, you're not. It, with I mean, the Bulls, this is so much, so many like different variables attached to their organization right now, right? So we have um, a brand new general manager and executive. We don't know what their direction is or their vision for the team is. So that's why I, that's why I'm saying like nobody should be safe, and I don't think anybody is. Um, we still have this dumbass head coach that like maybe if we didn't have him, um, we would have been better this season. We still had the uh, enormous amount of injuries this year. So like I I feel like. Um, it'll be kind of a crazy idea to make a, 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 a dramatic trade like trading Zach Levine right now because we have all of these variables attached, right? Um, and again, the rumor is not that the Bulls are looking to trade him. It's that these teams are looking to see his value. So I don't, we don't even know if Zach Levine is on the market because Casey Johnson, who's like the biggest beat writer for the Chicago Bulls, mentioned that, um, that Zach Levine and this current new regime in our front office 
had have, keep having conversations almost every single day talking about what the future of the team looks like. So I like if we're if we're that close, I don't know if we're just throwing him out there without seeing him play under whatever decision we decide to make. But again, I, I said this on Twitter that personally, I don't, like D-Mail said, I don't get attached to players like that, especially if they are players on teams that haven't really been successful. Like, of course, we love Derrick Rose because he led us to a number one seed. We love Joe Kim Noah, yada, yada. But with this current team, it's nobody on this roster that I'm like, if we trade him today, I'm 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 hot. Yeah. It's just not I like that. that's the same mindset that y'all front office has, which, I, and I think the reason the Nets and the Knicks and teams like that are checking the temperature is because if y'all keep boiling, that will be a problem probably with the Zach Levine. That's what everybody, that's the that's the noise mm-hmm. and why everybody's the smoke and mirrors. People are saying, we know if they keep boiling, that's going to be a problem with Zach Levine and his camp. So we're already going to start getting that work, getting that ready. So once y'all do keep them, because that's what it looks like, we already know what y'all want, what y'all looking for. And if there's anything we need to do to get ready for that, let's execute it. But I am, I am a thousand percent, I mean, I'm a thousand percent with you with, if I am the Bulls, I'm not doing anything, especially until I see what pick I get. Because I'm a firm believer that on paper, with Zach Levine, Laurie, Wendell, Otto Porter, Chris Dunn, Sadoransky, you know, uh, Gafford, I like. I think y'all have something there. And if you now add another pick, because it will, it, that pick, whatever it will be, it's going to be a value. And I'm a believer that when you're a team like the, the Bulls, on, on, as far as y'all core and what y'all have, I know y'all haven't had the best best luck with health, but health is it, it, it happens. They fired Steph, Tankana, which is good. So yeah, Steph Curry wasn't healthy when he first came into it. It took him a while to be healthy, mm-hmm. but I just feel like it's easier to hit on draft picks when you have a team like the Bulls, mm-hmm. and you don't have to rely on getting a one, two, or three. The Bulls can get a six pick and still nail their picks, which is why they kind of have in the last couple of years with. Laurie, Wendell. I know they, they they haven't been what people expect, but that happens. That mm-hmm. when you're young, you're it happens. I, I'm so tired of the social media and shit because a guy doesn't come out and is an all star in fucking three years. We gotta pretend like he's a disappointment. Shit happens. Everybody isn't gonna come in like fucking Luca and Trey Young. What did he fucking do? But we need to start looking at the history. So many people are giving up on the first three years and they change teams and they fucking go off because everybody is holding everybody to these high ass standards that just don't exist. It just doesn't. But the Lakers, I mean, the Bulls are there. The Bulls are there. I said Lakers because we both have in the background. But I think the Bulls are right there. They just got to have a little patience, a little patience. I, I, w- I want to go back to something you said earlier um, about the, the Bulls picking boiling over, like, a certain player. If they decide to do that this time, too, the Bulls will never sign a free agent. Nobody will ever want to play for the Bulls. They keep doing this stupid-ass thing. Where they pick a tired ass bad coach over some player. And players don't like that shit. They don't. So if we if we pick if we pick um Fred Hoyberg over Jimmy Butler and then we pick Jim Boylan over Zach Levine, that's it. That that's all. That's all. Yeah, Nobody Jim wants Boylan to play for you. Jim Boylan ain't done shit. And, and Fred Hoiberg yeah. hadn't even done shit when they picked him either. That's, that's why it's a head scratcher. I'm for that. Like, if you have a certain regime, like like Miami. I, Miami ain't getting rid of Spo for any player. Exactly. Which is cool because Spo yeah. is Spo. But to, to pick Hoiberg over Jimmy Butler, and now Hoiberg isn't even there anymore, is dumb as hell. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Jim Boylan. You'll probably pick him over Zach, and then Jim Boylan being fired anyway in, in the next year and a half, or yep. whenever fucking extension is over. But again, like, new front office, so hopefully that's, that's changing. Um, BR put out an article 
best trade packages for Zach Levine. I think it's interesting because it's talking I have, about. I it. love these articles. I haven't seen it, so I'm I'm interested to hear what I will be here. Is the Knicks on there? The Knicks are the number one team. Um, oh, gosh. But before you even say, as a Knicks fan, why I'm excited to hear the news is because of what you said, Derek. As a Knicks fan, we're I like some of the parts that we have. We're obviously not there, but we obviously are going to be in contention for the number one pick again this year. We'll have another high pick. R.J. Barrett wasn't rookie of the year, no shit like that, but he was cool. Uh, Mitchell Robinson. Uh, to me, probably is my my favorite or in our best player. Uh, Julius Randle, probably from a number standpoint, people would probably say is the best player. But when you watch Nick games, you know why Julius Randle isn't the best player. Um, but we don't really have much. So I feel like whatever we would give y'all for so, Zach Levine, I would be fine with. Because I'm like, you know, he, he gives Zach Levine in return and he ain't really giving much. Back. Y'all are not going to take Mitch Robinson because y'all have Wendell and Laurie. The, the article says trade packages – and landing spots for Zach Levine. And then I just read this whole Knicks thing. They don't even offer a trade. What they're saying is that, hey, the Knicks have enough money to trade for Zach Levine and trade for Chris Paul. Wait, what? Uh, what? Yes, that's what this article was saying. Didn't give, didn't give you what you're trading away for these people. They just right. say that y'all could. Y'all could do it. So, there's that. At least we could go to OKC because we got to match that money somehow. <laughs> And then the next, yeah, this article's ass. They don't give up any options. Next team is the Brooklyn Nets, and then they don't actually give out a trade offer. They say it's pretty, it's pretty jarring that they have these players and they don't really fit. They talk about Bradley Beal, but they don't tell you what the trade package could be for Zach Levine. I'm not just saying this. I'm a Knicks fan. I don't really like Zach Levine with the Nets. It doesn't make sense to me. Uh, and we talked we talked about this. Like they have scorn. They don't need more scorn. If anything, they need more wing defenders. Like three and D guys. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, just um, sign Justin Holiday. Oh, Yo, they Justin said Holiday. I'm giving what? you your love, bro. Sign Justin Holiday, Nets. Including Lavert and Dinwiddie, who might intrigue the Chicago squad if they decide to par uh, pair to par ways with Zach Levine. Don't say nothing. Denver Nuggets as a potential landing spot. I said that in this season. I said that this season. But again, what are y'all getting? Gary Harris? Gary Ooh, Harris? They said three, they said Michael Porter to <laughs> Sign me up. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying, is Zach Levine's value that? I don't know. I doubt it. Is Zach Levine's value and and, and perhaps Bo Bowl is what this article was saying. Now that shit is so we would, funny, They would just call the Wizards. Why not just go get Bradley Beal if that's the case? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then lastly, lastly is the 76ers team. Um, Which we J- talked about. We talked about it like in a Ben Simmons type swap. Hey, I'll take that. But that's not what they're saying. Um, they actually put it together an offer for the very last team. Josh Richardson, Mike Scott, Matisse Steibel in the 2020 pick. I wouldn't mind that for the Bulls. I wouldn't mind that for the Bulls. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. 2020 pick is going to be, what, 26? It's going to be like 20, 24, 25. Hey, it's I another mean, pick. That's kind of why I was like, it's okay. Like, it's not great. Josh, Josh so, Richardson's a good NBA player. Matisse Thibault yeah, yeah. has great potential to be yeah, Chris I mean, Dunn. Yeah, that's defense, yeah. right? Just, right just put it. those two. I'm just saying because they both can't shoot right now. That's it. Uh, put them but, two on the court together. Who's scoring? Give me more promise shooting-wise than Chris. Oh, facts. No, 100%. 100%. I think Matisse is going to be real I'm good. not mad at that trade either, but then you put a lot You put a lot of dependence on 
Laurie. But then I take that back. I'm also not mad at that trade. Why? Because y'all have a pick. Until we know what that say that pick is the fourth overall pick, then or I'm the first. Bro, or, shit, or the first. Sign <laughs> me the fuck up. Because then you trade him, you get Josh Richardson on guys, you got the first, second, you get Anthony Edwards. Mm-hmm. Boom, you just replace Zach Levine with the right there. It cool. And then the, the fucking sixes are stacked. Facts. Facts. And they it's not they don't need Zach Levine to defend anything. They got two all defensive players. If I was the sixes, we trying to keep Matisse. Facts, yeah. I think they try to give us uh, Zaire Smith or something before giving us Matisse. (laughs) (laughs) I feel I feel like most Sixers fans will say no to that trade because they they see the potential Matisse. They like his vlogs. They like the (laughs) vlog. I like that team though, man. Uh, Ben Simmons. I I may I may put that together in two K to see what's up. Honestly, I I I want to see I want to see that trade happen. I like him with uh, Denver too, man. I like him with Denver, Uh, but I don't know what is Denver giving y'all. Will Barton. I like not, that package that they just put together. You're not getting balls. I don't ball think. Ball. Yeah, it's too unrealistic. Yeah, it's too unrealistic. Gary Harris. I mean, yeah, I'll take it, but I know it's not happening. Yeah. Which is not. Would y'all rather have Ball Ball or PJ? Bulls fans. Or I mean, not 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 Bulls fans, but Bulls perspective, Mike. If you're gonna put your two two cents in too, if you're the Bulls, you better have. To be honest, yeah, it could be just recency by the Bobo, but I say it's just because he got the hype for it, though. You know, they the Bulls are kind of small. We are small front court for sure. I mean, Larry Market is seven one technically, right? But, but he's, he's not. not he doesn't play like big. Those. He yeah. doesn't. And I'm play not big. saying Bobo does either, but yeah, at least he he's gonna have sixteen. He ain't no little boy. That's true. Sure. But no, Bobo plays big. He had five blocks in that first game, so he plays. Yeah. He plays big. That shit is just. It, it amazes me now even more that so many teams had kind of passed up on a guy with that much upside, who was probably supposed to be drafted kind of a little bit outside of the lottery. Hey, hey, guess who drafted him? The Miami Heat. No, I mean yes, technically, but but guess who <laughs> made the deal to end up have him end up in Denver? Carney Shovas, the new VP of the Chicago Bulls. So I mean, I'm saying he he did the Michael Porter Jr. thing too. What if the Bulls fell for the hype and was like, you know what, give us Bo Bo and MPJ and the MPJ turns to All-Star. That would be fucking <laughs> That would be fucking crazy. I would take that. I would take that. Or Bo Bo come here. He's like, I got to play small forward. I can't do that center stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, another bit of news that was out there is that Nate Robinson is going to fight Jake Paul. He's going to fight Jake Paul. I, I didn't know if y'all hey, want to talk hey, about this. Beat his but... ass, Nate. But I feel like Nate got to be fast with the hands, man. He got to have some type of like, I don't know. It's no, he got to be quick and agile. I I just think it's the weirdest combination of people fighting each other. That's it. Yeah, I mean, the other one with with um Mike Tyson coming out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why hell you would want to challenge Mike Tyson, man. Roy Jones Jr. Oof, boy, boy, boy. The difference yeah, is J- Jake Paul is is six one. Right, and Nate Robinson's what five nine? Five eight. So I'm yeah. guessing he's got the reach advantage over Nate Robinson too, which I guess in boxing matters. I don't. I don't know. It does. It matters a lot. Yeah, he, he's so, recently yeah. boxed too. Yeah, yeah. He he's had a couple fights. I just I think like, it's so I like weird. Brother, I like Logan Paul. I don't really like Jake Paul. Logan really. Paul is definitely the better Paul, but I, neither of them are like. You know what I'm saying? Logan uh, no, Paul I feel you a thousand percent. Yeah. But I don't like Jake Paul at all. Yeah. Like I could tolerate Logan Paul, but that's, Jake Paul. That's the best way to put it. Um, Derek, I have a question for you. I don't want Pierre or Mike to say anything. Let's just let's just hear what Derek has to say. Can Mike, I, f- I want to see Mike do this too, because he Mike Don't is, say nothing, Mike. 
can a a a fat hooper or a big you know what I'm saying I'm talking about like a big hooper like, like you you're not fat you're a big hooper you know what I'm saying can somebody like you be shifty yeah how so I think it's his own I think at some point if you like start as a guard I think some dudes like kind of naturally like have that shift like Darnie like Pierre's friend Darnie That's Darnie exactly is pretty saying, shifty. Man. Like he has a handle to where he can well, actually. Well, like... One part of shut the fuck up, then. He... <laughs> <laughs> let him, let him, let him talk. Let him talk. Let him talk. Let him or talk. even like, or even like the dude the name that we used to hoop with. He wasn't like a skinny or small dude. Like he had some handles to him. He shifted you, but he was not shifty. He wasn't shifty, but he has some. He could handle the ball and like. Get but but that's not that's not what we're saying. We're saying can they be shifty? It's not can they have good okay. ball handling. Sometimes. Okay, so now my next question to you: Give me an example of an NBA player that is bigger but shifty. Mm, none. So is it possible? They're typically not in the NBA, so no. I mean, they're typically just like dudes you see at the rack or something like that. You see it the red. I guess 2K. <laughs> okay, so what what it stems from is that Mike said yesterday we were watching the Grizzlies game, and Mike said he about to come back to the gym shifty like John ja Morant, and we were like, bro, your body composition won't even allow you to be shifty like John ja Morant, because usually shifty <laughs> is for like these skinnier, smaller guards. See what I'm saying? AI was shifty, Kyrie is shifty, John ja Morant shifty, uh, and then we asked Mike. Mike was like, no, you can be bigger and shifty, and he said like Dorney. He said the same thing you said like Dorney. Oh. And then, and then I said, okay, now, same thing. Give me an NBA player that's bigger but shifty. He said Kevin Durant. And we were like, no, Kevin Durant no. has the body composition <laughs> of John Morant. He's not bigger. And Wait, he still. How does Kevin Durant fit that mode at all? He still has I not given us one. I'm, I'm thinking of just big, big people in general. But look, I'm telling you, you're not going to find no 275 dude doing all this stuff. It's just not. It's, that's what that's what we're but saying. You, but there are, the I'm telling you, you can find, you can run into a big person that is shifty. I'm telling you, man, shifty. It's all about. It, I'm telling you, like I said, it's all about how like you feel and movement with the ball. I mean, obviously, if you're lanky, it's going, it's going to play a part. But you, you don't need all that to be like shifty. It's all about more of like deception. I, I got I, you I, going I just, away, but I'm going this way. I just stuff. don't think. I just think y'all don't really know what shifty is, or y'all classify. I mean, who the shifty is? People like said the is. There's no way in hell Danaeus is shifty. Danaeus don't even have a fucking handle. All he did was bring the ball up and shoot. Danaeus doesn't have no fucking handle at all. At all. At all. At all, bro. Motherfucking at all. What are you talking about? And they got a there. He he do got a handle, man. We used to hoop with that man damn near every day. I'm not saying he got no handle. Maybe maybe you or nobody, but Danaeus don't have no handle. Danaeus don't have no handle. The Nets do not have no handle. He was playing against y'all at the fucking Y. You can't take the. I've seen him cross the most of fucking pro I've really right seen now. him cross the ball. Of he's course, nobody. Of course, no. He's not going to be doing that. He ain't no motherfucking pro dribbler or nothing like that. I, I didn't. I didn't say it against pro. I just said a pro am where hoopers is gonna hoop. Mm -hmm. If you got a handle, you handle okay, it. Okay, yeah. You you put me into where some hooper a pro am type hoopers. I'm not gonna be putting that shit on the floor. But you put me in a lifetime gym. Yeah, I'm gonna be putting that bitch on the floor like. What's but the, if if you're shifty, you should be able to be shifty. Right. Yeah, it's a different level of competition. So when you got an NBA team, dude, Dale. That's what I'm saying. The shiftiest of the shifty. 
the you're shit, shit, but when you get it's to, very rare in the NBA hate. like that. You know, not everybody handling that shit like Jamal Crawford there on that's, I'm so happy that we can have this on a conversation on the podcast. I need to hear what the fans say. Me and yeah. P are saying that if you're bigger, and we don't mean if you're tall, because you can be tall and shifty. We mean like somebody that that has a body type. A body type, like and Raymond. Well, nah, I was about to say I think like the fat guys. I was gonna say Raymond Felton. He not shit. I think him cross shifty. cross somebody over. But you like I, we're not saying that you can't cross someone over. We're saying right. that like. Shifty just has a different feel to it. This is switching Aaron directions. Williams was a big guard and he was super shifty. He wasn't super skinny and lanky. It's a good point, but he also was. He wasn't fat. He wasn't fat to, after, to the end fat. of his I'm career. Right. That's, that's what I'm saying. You're not gonna find nobody who's 252. LeBron not shit. And that's all we. That's say. what we mean. That's what we saying. Because you said Dorney. You said Dorney. Dorney's big. You know what we was talking about. That's why Darnie was y'all first guy because y'all know exactly what body type we're talking about. <laughs> Cause that's like the perfect example. That's probably like the that's biggest exactly dude. Exactly why y'all going with Darnie. Darren Williams does not have no body type as Darnie. Darren Williams he is don't. small as fuck. Yeah, he's a big, he's big he's ass a guard. MMA fighter now. He's not no. Is he really? <laughs> I can believe that. Shit. I don't even know if that's true, but I can believe that shit because he it was is strong true. as hell. Darren Williams is listed as two hundred pounds for majority of his career. Damn, I feel like that shit is. I feel like he was like 210, 215. Um, I just can't believe that y'all calling these people shifty. Darnie, that's my man. That's my brother. Darnie gonna beat me and Darnie finna be together tonight. Ontario's sister having a going away party. Darnie not shifty, bro. He can handle the ball, but he's not shifty. And what I'm saying to you, Mike, is when I say pro-am, that's not to hoop with pros. It's just that pro-ams is where people who really hoop are gonna go. You can't just, anybody can't just go in there and hoop. So what I'm saying is if you're shifty, and you have a handle because it's dribbling a basketball. You should be able to do that against anybody. Not, of course, probably not Kawhi. But right. if you if you can do it at a Y, why can't you do it in the men's league? Mm-hmm. If you're shifty, the, the level of competition at the Y is gonna be way different in the men's league. And, and that's my point. So I'm not. Don't tell me Danae has got a handle because y'all was at the Y against 15 year olds who went to DGS and y'all fucking them up. I don't count. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. the same age. Not doing it. No, no, no. We was going. I mean, Danae's went the same age, but shit, I was I was in high school basically going to, to the YMCA. I was a senior, but I do know even the years when I graduated, it was filled with high school kids. I'm like, hey, ain't, no, ain't no discrimination. Y'all can get it too. But I'm not leaving there like I'm that nigga. I got a handle. Right. Exactly. Right. So but I'm not going to just say, oh, that man can't dribble because he. Whatever I can do when it's, when it's high school is on the floor. Grown men on the floor, people my age on the floor is what I can do. I'm not playing against my little brother EJ and I'm in a post and now I'm just a bully. No, 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 no. That's not how it's going. Darnie, Darnie got a nice handle for his size, but I don't think he should. Like even the bigger, even like the bigger. You trying to grab LeBron booty? That's crazy. He went right off. Oh, you back on, by the way, Mike. Even uh even like the bigger like good ball handlers, Ben Simmons, LeBron James, they are not shifty. They're bullies with the ball. Fact. You know what I'm saying? So that that's the point we're trying to make. That's it. That's all. It's just funny to me that they both ran a Darnie. At <laughs> <laughs> all pe- out of all people that y'all ever hooped with or seen play basketball, y'all straight y'all went straight to Darnie. Yeah, that boy Darnie got a handle, man. Boy Darnie. Shifty is just like I don't even know. It's it's little guards who ain't shifty. That's true. Like, is, is, is Smith shifty? He's quick, but, but is he shifty? Yeah. All I've seen he's him do is go past people. I ain't never seen him. Ta-da-da-da-da. Like, I see Kimba and Kyrie 
they tap, tap, tap. He just going past you. Yeah. Devin Harris. Devin Harris was fast as shit, but I don't know if he's shifty. He just went around, motherfucker. Hey, yeah. Sabrina got her first WNBA bucket. Shout out to him, man. Um, Are you shifty, P? Am I shifty? Yeah. Hell no. I don't think nobody we hoop with is shifty. I'm not, I'm not shifty at all. <laughs> I'm cerebral. And, that, fact, and, well, and that's where it stemmed from, right? Mike was like, who, he's about to come back shifty. Though? Who's the shiftiest, though? Who is the shiftiest? Shifty I'm going to put the money on myself. I've, I've made more people than anybody in this motherfucker. No man, I got a lot of I got a lot of bodies I didn't drop, man. Oh, I mean you could. You yeah, it would be between me and you because I'll give you that because I see Who is defending you when getting dropped? That's what I need to find out. He over hey, I probably got like in my whole career, I probably dropped like four people out to the ground. Okay. Definitely right. like stumbling, crossing over. Yeah, I didn't know it before. Okay. That's right. Mike Brown. He over exaggerate. But when I get what I what I thought of is when we played against HOH, he turned Drew. He did, he did. He turned Drew. To no. me that's you don't always he, have he, he also turned uh, Jeff, Jeff, right? Too. Yeah, I turned Jeff. He turned and Jeff. I, you, he hit I, Jeff. I, and I gave Jeff, Jeff up. And I hit Jeff. We both hit Jeff. No, yeah, I fucked Jeff up. Balls on that. I got balls, balls on that. Balls, balls, balls. <laughs> but yeah, right here at this court in the plex, I got some bodies on that plex. And, 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 and in the plex. I got bodies on the ground and in the air. I'm pretty sure we were at, uh, we were at Fort Hill, and I think it was like some dude guarding me. I think he's probably older, too. And I think I just did like a smaller step back. I even might have stepped on his shoe a little bit and he had fell back and everybody, y'all was done. Everybody was like, oh, I, I don't even know if I ever made this shot. I remember it was just remember. like some old dude. I was like, damn. I, I didn't even try to laugh at it or nothing like that because I was like, I'm kind of bogus for that. Uh, I think Terrence was I don't think I was there for that. I, I, you I ain't never come to Fort right. Hill. You there for that twice. I know. Shame. But shit, you going to be on that now? Yeah. I think everybody trying to be like everybody doing their little shit to get back in shape and get ready. I'm 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 legit thinking about renting a gym for like an hour or two, bro, and just having everybody come hoop. All of us. Gonna come with a temperature gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm with it, man. We I went to the store with my girl. They were like, Can I take y'all temperature. Cause I, I I found a place that's close. I think it's in in Lyle, something like that. So it's not far from all of us. Um. Mm. And I think it's like $80 an hour, which ain't terrible. That's not shit, bro. That's yeah, not terrible at all. How many people we know that would come? If we can get the whole group to group chat, that's we can run fours. I could bring Darnie Ontario. We can run fives. We can run fives. But yeah, I'm yeah. saying if it's 80 an hour, all you have to do is to everybody that's coming. Everybody bring like 10 bring like, bring like five. I'll pay the rest yeah. if everybody bring five. That no, is. to do that, man. It's going to be so... I can't. It's gonna be so weird when we see D Mills, a slim D Mills. On yeah, the I ain't court. seen. I just seen the pictures. I ain't seen D Mills. All yet. I know is this: if and when we do this, since he's in shape, and since he always talking about, I could play better than Pierre. I'm not being on his team. I'm going to be against you, and I'm going to guard. You don't have to guard me, but I'm going to guard you. I'm going to guard you. Don't Clamp. do that. Okay. Don't do that. Don't I'm do calling clamps already. Don't do that, bro. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I don't even mad guard and PM. See, like I don't. I don't like to put a lot of effort on energy, so I make sure I just know players like what they like to do, and I just try to predict. So you know, Pierre, he he want to go right, or he he like to go right a lot. I'm gonna make sure I'm I'm shading him as left as much as I can, type of shit. Like that's the type of defender I am, regardless of what you do. If I'm, if I'm somebody super fast, I'm probably getting him like three steps off, and I'm trying to make him a jump shooter. <laughs> 
that shit is a lot easier said than done, sir. She, hey, I, I, not that bad at defense when I try. So, but you rarely try. Very rarely Motherfucker, I'm, I don't have no recollection of you guarding me because you always run to a Tyler type guy. Motherfucker, who we have, bro. I definitely guarded you before. Is no, I'm, I'm not saying you haven't, but I don't have no. Like you see how, like me and D Mills is scheduling to guard. You don't have, like if you if you had to, so happen to guard somebody, like. Yeah, but usually, look. Let me tell you, but though, if you times a, where we if you have a choice, you're going to always look for a Tyler type guy. <laughs> of course, because I don't want to play. I'd rather spend. I'd rather spend all my energy on offense than have to guard somebody on defense. But it's just I, fun. It's fun going cool. like head to head with people like that. But I also, like I said, the type of defender I am, I'm usually probably lurking in the passing lanes. I'm looking for help defense. That's why I'm also not trying to guard somebody who don't be trying to light it up or be, you know, super aggressive. Because I've also been on your team and said, Mike, you just get him, I'll get that guy. But I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say, a lot of times <laughs> people, when we on the opposite teams, it's because, like, we busting their ass and we, like, man, let's switch that's, our team. That's, that's like that. Because <laughs> so. that shit don't be fun. I remember me and Mike one time was hooping. Yeah, we was on some Dame and CJ shit. We was we was fucking motherfuckers up. It was that four hill too. And I kept yeah. saying, hey, I was like, hey, you want the ball, CJ? <laughs> we was fucking up motherfuckers up on some two man shit. You got some malfunctions <laughs> going on over there, but I do, bro. Just forget it, bro. It ain't worth it no more. It's it's too much at this point. That's a long story. Yeah, I, do y'all still got the retractable one? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's it's a it's a long it's a long it's a long story. I'm gonna tell y'all after what happened, man. Oh, that boy a freak. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. We appreciate y'all watching or listening to this episode of Through the Wire. We just so happy we got basketball back, and we'll be back in a few days to hey, talk about it even too. more. That's a Through the Wire episode if we rented the gym. Facts. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. And they better not be like, oh, you can't record. Like, we rented the show. Yeah, if I rented it out, we 100% should be able to record, bro. Hell yeah, y'all will get like 20 minutes of this of us talking, then the rest is us hooping. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we out, y'all. We out. Peace.